this morning you ready you are you're looking good and give you a special welcome this morning if this is your first or second time to activate church we give you a very warm welcome and I'd like to give a special welcome to the Crichton Pester family they're here for baby dedication this morning so church can we put our hands together and welcome them that would be great if you can pop your hands up but before we do that, Year 13 students, how many Year 13 students are here? One, one, two. Okay, I won't pick on you guys, it's okay. Year 13 students, you were amazing, you guys. You've got through high school and here you are and you're about to go out into the big wide world. Isn't that awesome? I reckon it would be really, really good if we prayed for them. I think they're an awesome bunch of young people that are year 13 at Activate Church, and I think it would be really, really good for us to pray for them. So I want you just to point your hands over this way. I'm not going to point them out, but let's begin to pray and declare God's blessing over these wonderful students. Father, we thank you for these awesome Year 13 students, Lord. And uh, Father, we pray for all Year 13 students, part of Activate Church, and all over the city, Lord. Father, we declare your blessing. We declare your destiny to be fulfilled through them, Lord. Watch over them. Protect them. May their faith wax strong and be developed, uh, Lord, to all its full potential for your glory. And everyone said, Amen. Very, very cool. Isn't that awesome? Great stuff. Okay, who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary over the last week? Any birthdays? Tim. Anniversary. Well, Penny. Matt. Well, Jeremy and Amanda. Awesome. Ashley, you've had a wedding anniversary as well. Baby announcement. Come on, come and tell us. Listen for this announcement. Yes, so apparently my, my wife's having a baby. Wow. Come and have some chocolate. So church, why don't you stand with me and let's pray and declare this prayer of blessing 
over these wonderful people. Father, thank You for Your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate Your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Let's give them a big hand. That's fantastic. Well, before the children go out, as I said, it's wonderful to have the Crichton Prester family with us today. And I want to take this opportunity to honour Fred. Fred has been a pastor at Central Baptist for many years and served all around the world. And we count it an absolute privilege to have your presence with your family here today. So church, can we put our hands together and honour Fred? Thank you. You're a great man of God, you really are. Okay, a few highlights. Who's been enjoying the pantomime? Isn't it fantastic? It's just not good. It's just not very good. It's outstandingly fantastic. And if you haven't been, you need to come this evening at 7 p.m. This is the last show. So I really encourage you to come. Come early, bring your friends, bring your family, bring your cat, bring your dog, bring whatever, whoever. We need to pack this place out because it is such an exciting Christmas event. It really, really is. So 7 p.m. this evening, the Christmas pantomime. Guess what? It's only seven days to Christmas, kids. Yeah, seven days. I remember when I was your age. It was the 20th of December when I was about eight years of age. I was at the swimming pool in Palmerston North. It was called the Lido. And we were doing dive bombs and all this sort of things. And I was saying to my friends, it's five days to Christmas. It's going to take forever. Such a long way away. Five days. But now, my word. I wish I had another five weeks before Christmas. I know only is it Christmas in seven days, but it's a new year and another seven. Doesn't that come around quickly? Well, kids, you go out and have an awesome time. Let's give them a hand and the leaders a hand. They do an awesome job. So we have the Christmas Eve gathering of the 24th, Christmas Eve at 11 p.m. This is an outstanding celebration to come together with family and friends and see in Christmas Day. We have a Christmas Day gathering on Sunday the 25th at 10 a.m. And throughout the summer period, through to mid-February, all our gatherings will be at 10 a.m. Can we have the faith commitment slide? Thank you. Look at this. Faith commitments for December update, 118,000. Give yourself a hand, church. It's fantastic. Thank you for your generosity. Praise God that it's having an impact not only in this city and this nation, but around the world. Lives have been changed because of our generosity. Praise God for that. And the church office will be closed from the 23rd of December to the 16th of January. So there we go. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Pastor Jan as she comes and she's going to lead the baby dedication. Thank you. Thank you. Well, would the family like to come, David and Laurel, with Joel? And please, any family and friends that would like to come in and join them, 
How about we come up here? You can all see. Looking family and friends. Well, Joel, he is 14 months old. Is that right? Yeah. Isn't he beautiful? I have memories of that age. Mine are too big to pick up now. So. <laughs> well, I want to read from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 7. It says, Listen, O Israel. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. In other words, talk about them all the time. Talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about the things of God. And I encourage you, David and Laurel, to make sure that Joel knows that you are crazy about God and that also God is crazy about you all. Let Joel know that. Talk, talk with him every day about God topics. Have fun. I, I pray that your home will be filled with fun, God The things of God will be filled with joy. And I just want to go back to um, to the first verse. So from Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, when I started with it, it said, Listen, O Israel, it says, The Lord is our God. Well, the Lord is God is the meaning of Joel's name. Isn't that cool? What an amazing meaning. The Lord is God. Joel David Finley. So that Joel means the Lord is God. David is beloved. And Finley is fear warrior. Oh, I like that. Isn't that powerful? And what I want to say is, you know, how the meaning is of the Lord is God. I want to declare that over Joel. You know, that I see him as a man, a young man, a young boy, a young man a man who would know who his God is. He knows the Lord is my God. And also then the second, now I don't know if you plan it this way, but this is the way I see it. So a second name, David, beloved. It's like he knows who I am. I know who my God is. The Lord is God. I know who I am. I am beloved. I think that is so powerful. And so then that leads us to Finley, his second middle name, Fear Warrior. So a young man who knows who his God is, who knows who who he is, can then stand firm as a fear warrior. And I believe that he will know, he will stand up for justice. He will see justice and he will stand up for a fear warrior because he is firm in who 
He, he knows who's God called, who God has called him to be. And I know that he has got an incredible, amazing heritage. He will walk in this amazing, amazing heritage. And we honour his heritage today and you, David and Laurel. But I also uh, want to declare that he will know him for himself who he is called to be. He will walk in that heritage, but he will go, I know who I am. I know who God has called me to be. And so I want to I declare that over him today. So I want to pray for John. Could Sheridan, could you come and hold? I'm going to see if he'll come to me. Church, how about you stand, stand together? Oh yeah, you can take the mic, John. <laughs> Let's pray together as a family for this amazing young man of God. Lord, I thank you for Joel. I thank you for David and Narelle. I thank you for them as a family unit. God, we, we dedicate Joel to you today. It is great privilege to say thank you, Father, for this wonderful, wonderful young man. And we dedicate him to you. We thank you for the plans and purposes over his life. We thank you, God, that those plans and purposes would come into fruition. We thank you that Joel would look to you all the days of his life. We thank you for the confidence that he will have in you and who he is in you and who you are as his God. And we thank you that he would be that great fear warrior. We declare that over his life. And I thank you for wisdom for David and Laurel. Thank you, God, that you would fill their home with wisdom and with joy. Thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord to be with them every single day. Thank you, God, that they would have fun talking about you, talking about, about the things of the, of the Lord, the things of the Spirit. God, fill them with your Spirit every single day, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Adrian, would you like to? Grandfather. Yes, Lord, what a great blessing children are what a gift they are from you and what a privilege it is to bring them to you and ask for your blessing and your covering and Lord uh, in the language of old, old language of scripture you said suffer the little children to come unto you but in today's language you don't suffer the children and you don't tolerate the children but you bless them, you love them you saw them as so important that you brought them onto your knee and you said that we're to be as little children when it comes to heaven. And so, Lord, we ask that your blessing and your covering would be on Joel, that indeed he would see you as his God, that indeed he would love you, that indeed he would stand as a great warrior not only before you, but in the world that so badly needs you. And so we ask for your blessing again, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. Would anyone else like to pray? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you did well. Yeah. Thank you. 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 Thank
just as you're leaving, I didn't know what Jan was going to say, but I really felt that um, the Lord's marked Joel, he's going to mark his life with intimacy with God, which ties in pretty good, and uh, that he's going to be known as a man uh, who has an intimate relationship with God, so really foster that. Isn't that wonderful? Such a special time, isn't it? And maybe if your son or daughter hasn't been dedicated to the Lord and you would like to do that, can I encourage you to see Pastor Jan or Pastor Sharon or myself? We would love to be part of that journey with you and your family too. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Maura to share communion with us this morning. Thank you so much, Maura. Yeah, let's give her a hand as she comes. everyone. You know, it's, it's this time of year when um, I hear people say things like, I can't believe it's nearly Christmas. And hasn't the year flown by? In fact, many times during the year we can look back after a busy week and say, I wonder where that week went. People often talk about special times and precious moments, often wishing they could last longer. And in difficult times, we often wonder if they'll ever end. When we're under pressure or we're facing a deadline, we say, I just need a little more time. I've heard people say, time is your friend. But I've also heard people say, time is your enemy. In reality, it's neither. Time passes no matter what our perceptions are of its length. It's a constant and it's something we can rely on. Time stays on track, doing what it's designed to do, little by little, a second, an hour, a day, a week, a year. It's true that there's times to go big or go home, but today I want to share with you that I've found there's victories to be won in the little by little. Luke said, if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. And your time is something, my time is something that we give away without even trying. We spend it. We spend it with God, with family, with friends. We spend it at work. We spend it at play. We devote our time. We yield our time. And we dedicate our time to things in our life, to different areas in our life. And when I spend time well, it leaves me feeling fulfilled. A sense that I've achieved something. Perhaps I've even pleased God. But I can also spend time that leaves me feeling robbed. That my time has been wasted. Our time has many demands on it. But God doesn't demand. 
He's often the quietest voice. And so for me, he's all the more worth hearing. His Holy Spirit reminds us, come, spend five minutes, talk, listen. A little by little, spending more time with him and growing in relationship with him. A lot of little by littles add up to a big difference in our life. But we need to be diligent. We need to be on our guard because our adversary, the devil, also knows the power of little by little. And he wants it to work in the negative for us. He uses a little guilt and a little condemnation and a little confusion, all with the aim of isolating us and stifling our desire to grow our relationship with God. But we've been given a gift, and it's a revelation. Christ is our Saviour, sent by God to die for us. If you believe that today like I do, you've had that revelation, and we need to protect it. My eyes have been opened. I can't turn back, and I don't want to turn back. I want my life to reflect my salvation. Hebrews 4.14 says, We have a great high priest who has entered into heaven, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. He faced all the same testings that we do. Yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we'll receive his mercy and we will find grace in the time when we need it most. Whatever we need the victory over, Jesus does understand. When we've tried and failed and tried and failed, he wants us to know there's a way out of the guilt cycle. We serve a God who believes in a fresh start, a second chance, a plan B when plan A has failed. Over 35 years ago, and, and that's an observation of time passing in my life, I heard someone share communion. And that message has stayed with me ever since. They said, when I eat the bread and drink the cup, I think of it as a little less of me and a little more of him. Taking communion together isn't something we do lightly. We take it to remember Christ, his body and blood given up for us. It's a privilege, and it's a moment of our time well spent. As we eat the bread and drink the cup today, I invite you also to think of it as a little more of Jesus and a little less of you. Father, I thank you for the privilege of sharing communion together. I thank you that as a family we can remember you and what you did for us. Help us, Lord, little by little, grow closer to you every day. In the name of Jesus, thank you.
good reminder, isn't it? This time of the year, especially a time that should be full of such joy and celebration. Yet there's so much that competes for our attention. Let's just take some time this morning uh, to reflect on that. struggles to the Lord this morning, place them at the foot of the cross. You know, there is nothing too big that He doesn't want to sweep you up from. There's no stronghold too strong for Him. And this morning as we stand to our feet and we continue to worship, rest in that. I invite you to stand to your feet now.
with shackles we don't have to walk with chains father god but that you just give freedom you give freedom and abundance thank you father god like when paul and silas were in prison lord the praises on their lips brought freedom father god greater is he greater is he that is in us greater is he that is in us Thank you, Father God, for your freedom.
Can I invite you to close your eyes for a moment? And you may like to lift your hands. I really sense an invitation of God this morning to step out of the hustle and the bustle and let his peace descend. Fill, refresh each of us. Just park there for a moment. Park in his presence. Love your presence, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. sense that along with that, with his peace resting on us, that he wants to release something of the joy of the season again. Something of that spark of the season, even like that spark you have when you're a child and you know Christmas is coming, that joy raising up. So I'm going to count to three. And then what I want you to do is I actually want you to turn around and go Merry Christmas to several people and just allow the joy of the Lord to rise up inside of you. Yeah. Coming, ready, go. One, two, three, go. Turn around. Merry Christmas. Come on. Allow His joy to rise up inside this morning. We praise you, Jesus, for Christmas. We shake off the pressure of the world. We let joy rise up in us afresh this morning. In Jesus' name, the joy of the Lord will be our strength. The joy of the Lord will be our strength this Christmas. Who told you to sit down? No one. Stand up and say Merry Christmas to a few more people. Come on. It's too late in 10 days time. It's all over. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. You wouldn't believe what's just happened. I reached into my pocket and there happens to be a whole lot of Christmas cracker jokes. Come on. Come on. 
You know the rules or do I need to reiterate them for you this morning? I've got more, you see, because if I run out, Kenton showed me a book this morning with pages of jokes. So I can keep going longer than you've got time. What lies in a pram and wobbles? A jelly baby. Why can't a bike stand up by itself? Because it was too tired. That's quite a good one, eh? <laughs> Who hides in the bakery at Christmas? A mince spy. I like this one. This is quite appropriate to our house. What is the best present in the world? A broken drum. You just can't beat it. And here's, this will be the last one. What did Santa say to the smoker? Please don't smoke, it's bad for your elf. I can feel the joy of Christmas all over you. It's amazing. Very good. Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. We're nearly there, aren't we? Thank you. Not too far to go. I hope you've made the most of the opportunity with the pantomime. And if you haven't, even if you have, come tonight. Come and bring some people, some friends, some colleagues, neighbours, whoever you can get hold of, and come and support the family. The, the crew that are putting on the show are absolutely amazing. They really are. And they're doing an incredible job. So even if you've seen it, come again. I've had tears in my eyes every night laughing. It's been great. Well, one of the principles of life and living that I've come to understand, both via experience and observation, is this. We enter as we departed. We enter as we departed. Now, I'm not I know we all arrive in this world naked and we leave kind of that way. I'm not talking about that so much. I know we arrive with nothing. Well, people say we arrive with nothing and we leave with nothing. I actually believe that's incorrect. We arrive with nothing, but if you can find Jesus on the way, you leave with everything. Everything. But I'm not talking about that necessarily either. I see this happen all the time, and I experience it. If I go shopping and I have a bad experience in the shop, which doesn't happen very often, but you know, if I have a bad experience, the shopkeeper's grumpy or something, or they can't help me, or whatever the case is, I can leave that shop and go into the next shop, but I take the attitude of that shop into the next shop and wonder why it doesn't go so well. And it's because I actually arrived the same way that I departed from this shop. I didn't leave the attitude, I didn't leave the issue in this shop, I just left the shop, but I took all the baggage with me and I arrived in the new shop carrying all the baggage. Maybe you've encountered a grumpy police officer. So now you think all police officers are horrible because you had one bad encounter I'm just, I'm assuming some of you have because I don't know about this. But 
you, you had a bad encounter with a police officer, so you left that encounter, but now your expectation for all future encounters with police officers is it's a negative expectation because you've brought the baggage of that encounter with you. Maybe you've had a troublesome relationship. Family, friends, marriage, I don't know. Maybe it's been troublesome, so now your viewpoint is that all relationships are going to be troublesome because you've left or you've, maybe the relationship hasn't gone well, so the expectation that you bring into any future relationships is now negative because as you leave, so you enter. Could have been a business experience. Maybe your business has gone sour or a job's gone sour or a business partnership's gone sour or you got ripped off or something terrible happened. So you leave that business experience carrying all that expectation into the next one. Because as you leave, often you arrive. It's just the way it is. Could have been that you had a bad run with a car. Could have been that red, no, no, let me change. Could have been that blue car you bought. I'll just be a bit more strategic. Blue car that you bought. That was for Pastor Ray. I was just thinking, actually, when he was telling his story to the kids here, I wasn't even alive then. <laughs> and maybe you bought a blue car and, and it just gave you nothing but trouble. So now you will never own another blue car because blue cars are trouble. You just bought the expectation of that circumstance that time into the rest of your life of owning cars and what colour you will or won't own. Here's one I come across quite a bit. You had a bad church experience. So you go to the new church. The only problem is you bring all your baggage from the old church into the new church and it does a full cycle and you'll leave the way you came, upset, disgruntled, and it's just what happens. It's because people don't leave, we don't leave the baggage behind. We bring it with us into a new season. That's not the way it's supposed to be. There's some experience, there's some learnings that we need to bring into the new season, but we don't need to bring the baggage, we don't need to bring the expectation, we don't need to bring the patterns necessarily in to the new season. It might be that you went to a restaurant and you ate something that made you ill. So from that day on, you've got a, a suspicion that that chain of restaurants or that restaurant is going to, they might have just had a bad day. But you take that suspicion with you into every restaurant as you walk into the future. If I let that, that rule apply, I would have stopped eating KFC years ago. <laughs> and I would have missed a whole lot of good meals. Not healthy, I didn't use the word healthy, I said good. It's just the way it is. It's a challenge of life. We, we need to leave well so that we can enter well, or we need to leave well so that we can finish well. Hebrews chapter 12 says this, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. I love that. I love that the writer's saying, come on, strip off the, the stuff that's going to hold you back. Don't let the expectations of what happened in the past affect the way you're going to run the future. 
It's good to think about this because we're about to depart 2016 and into 2017. My desire is that you lead 216 well and that you enter 217 light. That you enter light. If I've got a point, that's it. That you enter light. No matter what went on in 216. No matter what went on. That you can finish well. That you can transition well. I've personally found that in my journey, God has tended to keep the doors of opportunity or the doors of the future closed until such time as my attitude is right with where I am or the past. And then once my attitude's right, it's almost, like, it's almost miraculous the way the doors open and you can walk through. But it's like he almost holds me and says, no, no, we're going to make sure the attitude's good. We're going to make sure that you're not carrying baggage of the past. We're going to make sure that you're traveling light. Then I'll open the doors and you can step in and run the next season of your race. How's your 216 been? For some of you, it's been better than for others of you, no doubt. For some of you, 216 has been a bit tough. For some of you, 216 has been the toughest you can remember. Yet there's others in the same room that 216 would have been the best of the best. How's it been for you? How are you finishing 2016 and how are you going to enter 2017? Because the way you finish 2016 will affect the way you enter 2017. I like Hebrews 12, uh, round verse 25. It tells us there that it was the faith of our ancestors that allowed them to keep walking forward towards God, even in the face of extreme difficulty. What's their faith? Luke 18.8 tells us this, or it says, but when the, man, uh, the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? So faith is quite important to God, and faith does dictate the way we walk. Hebrews 11, chapter 1, in the New Living Translation says this, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. I've done some work on that verse myself. It's one of my favorites, and I would write it like this. Faith, real seeing or pure knowledge, is the confident conviction of expected things. Being convinced that these things are done before receiving visible evidence. The Passion Translation, a newer one, says it like this. Now, faith brings our hopes into reality and brings the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. I like that. Faith's very important. It's, a, it's an important factor as we move forward because faith is all about expected things. It's about the things that we're convinced are already done it's about the things that we haven't seen yet are done, but we are convinced they're done. We haven't got time to unpack that. There's a year there. But I read on to chapter 13 
And it said this, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Jesus, the Anointed One, is always the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. So don't let anyone lead you astray with all sorts of novel or exotic teachings. It is more beautiful to feast on the grace, on grace, and be inwardly strengthened than it is to be obsessed with dietary rules, which in themselves have no lasting benefit. We feast on a sacrifice at our spiritual altar, but those who serve as priests in the old system of worship have no right to eat of it. For the high priest carries the blood of animals into the holiest chamber as a sacrifice for sin and then burns the bodies of the animals outside the city. And Jesus, our sin sacrifice, also suffered death outside the city walls to make us holy by his own blood. So we must arise and join him outside the religious walls and bear his disgrace. For here on earth we have no city to, our permanent, to, be, to be our permanent home, but we seek the city that is destined to come. I like this bit here. So we no longer offer up a steady stream of sacrifice, sorry, a steady stream of blood sacrifices, but through Jesus we offer, we will offer up to God a steady stream of praise sacrifices. These are the lambs we offer from our lips that celebrate his name. I, I think reading this, We've actually stumbled on an incredible truth of Scripture. Let me read. If the musos want to start to come back, it would be great, thanks. So we no longer offer up a steady stream of blood sacrifices, but through Jesus, we will offer up to God a steady stream of praise sacrifices. These are the lambs we offer from our lips that celebrate His name. I love that. You see, we have incredible freedom within the new covenant as we worship God, but it's not freedom not to sacrifice. It's freedom not to sacrifice blood offerings. But it says that we are to bring a sacrifice of praise. It's what comes out of our mouth. It's, it's the fruit of our lips, another translation says. What comes from our mouth? Praise. We're to bring a sacrifice of praise. That is a kind of sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of praise. These are the lambs we offer from our lips. So we praise, we praise, we praise. There's power in praise. Incredible power in praise. And praise is different. I don't know how you felt, but when things aren't going good, praise is a sacrifice. It's easy on the good days. But when you're struggling with something, when you're struggling with circumstances or attitudes or relationships or financial issues or whatever the case is, praise is a sacrifice. Yet we're told to praise, praise, praise. Wouldn't it be cool if we go into 217 praising, praising, praising? That would be a good way to enter 2017 because praise sets our spirits in a great place. Praise turns our attention toward God. That's what praise does. It takes your, your mind, it takes your, your thoughts off what's right in front of you and it turns our attention to God. Praise settles, releases. Sorry, it settles and it releases a calmness within us. Praise positions us for the future. 
So as we leave 2.16, why don't we leave with some praise? Why don't you determine now that you're going to leave 2.16 light and that you're going to leave with praise in your heart. You're going to leave in the joy of the Lord. You're going to leave with praise on our lips. I think it would be great if we left actually with praise on our lips, with our attention and our affection towards God, God the Father, Daddy, Father God, toward Jesus, King, Saviour, our salvation, Brother, God the Holy Spirit, the one who is always with us, the one who gives peace, the one who counsels, the one who releases wisdom, the one who never leaves our side. If our attention and affection is on Him, what about if we leave 2.16 with faith stirred up in our hearts, in our lives, faith? If we can do that, I think we'll leave light. I think we'll leave really light. And if we can leave light, it is the perfect platform to step into 2.17 with faith, with expectation, with a sense of wonder that God will do something marvellous. Who knows what 2.17 is going to look like? None of us have been there. But I'm going to step in with expectation. I'm going to step in with a sense that God is going to do amazing things. I'm going to step in with a sense that God is going to rest on His church and propel His church into His purposes and His divine future that will impact our city, the cities of New Zealand, and the nations of the world. I think the best true starting position for leaving 216 would be salvation or relationship with Jesus Christ. Being connected to the creator of the universe. Not promising you an easy life. In fact, it might be harder when you walk with Jesus. But I can guarantee you this you will live the best life walking with Jesus. You will live the lightest life walking with Jesus. You will live a life of hope. The other thing, of course. We're entering 2.16 into 2.17. But we all have a bigger transition than that to make. We'll all enter eternity at some point. And when I enter eternity, I want to enter in relationship with Jesus. That's the biggest transition. I want to enter light. I'm not taking anything else with me, only Jesus. I want to enter light. And this morning, I don't know where you're at, You may have come and you may not be walking with Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. In other words, you may not be in relationship with Jesus. But this morning, there is an opportunity, there is an invitation for you to come into relationship with Him. This morning, you may be here and you're, for whatever reason, you've stepped way back. And you're just kind of journeying through life, but you once had a close connection with Jesus. But for whatever reason, you've stepped back and you're just working it out. Well, there's an invitation this morning to step back up to Jesus. Rekindle faith. Restir or allow God to stir faith. And then start to transition forward. 2.17 with God. 
will look a lot different in 2.17 without God. Your future with God, eternity, will look a lot different than eternity without God. You may have been coming to church forever. You may have grown up in a Christian home. You might have been helping out in church for a long, long time. But you've never stopped to say, Jesus, I need to personally connect with you. I need to receive your invitation to walk with you. I need to come into relationship with you. I need to step back up into relationship with you. This morning, there's a great opportunity to do that as we head toward Christmas. Can I ask every person, please, just for a moment to close your eyes, bow your heads, just to give the people around you privacy. I'm going to give you an invitation to walk with Jesus, and in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to hold up your hand, just for a moment, to lift your hand if you're saying, yes, Jesus, I want to accept that invitation. I want to walk with you. I want you to be part of my life. I want to step into 2017 with you. And when you lift your hand, I'll acknowledge you, but you're not really lifting your hand to me. It's an expression of what you're doing. You're lifting your hand to Jesus saying, I choose you. I choose to walk with you. I choose to believe and accept that you died on a cross for me to forgive me, to make right everything that wasn't right in my life so that I can step into relationship with you now. And as I said, it may be the very first time you've ever done this. That's fantastic. Or today you may be saying, you know, I've really gone off track. Jesus, I choose to get on track today. That's fantastic too. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if that's you. You know, if God's prompting you this morning to respond to Him, you may be sitting there now, your heart could be beating flat out. Hands might be sweaty. Often God does things like that when He's stirring us, saying, Come on, you need to make a decision this morning. Thanks, I see your hand, that's great. If you know you need to respond to Jesus this morning for the first time, or if you're saying, Jesus, I'm getting things right today, can you just give me a wave, please, wave every head's bowed? Let's make sure I see your hand. Thank you. Just wait a couple more seconds if there's anybody else. see your hand it's fantastic seeing one person lift their hand this morning can we please give them a big hand <laughs> scripture tells us 
heaven celebrates. What I'd also like to do this morning is to take the opportunity as we finish to praise, to praise Him, to give Him our affection and to leave, determined to leave, 2016 light. Let's leave it really light. And so I want to give you an invitation. If, you are, if you're carrying stuff that you're really struggling with this morning, I believe that just like that, God can lift the weight of it off you. Just like that, bang, gone. The weight. You might have to walk out some stuff, but He can lift the weight off you. And my desire, and I believe it's the desire of the Holy Spirit, is that you leave 2016 light. So as we finish and we sing a song, etc., I invite you to come down the front and the prayer team will come and they'll pray with you, they'll minister to you, believing that the Holy Spirit will move and that you will leave this place really light. That weight will be released with peace, that weight will be released with joy, that uh, weight will be released with optimism, that weight will be released with expectation, that weight will be released with faith. Yes? Great. So make the most of the opportunity. See you tonight. Come down the front and we'll pray with you.
positions you for a lifetime of walking in the purposes of God. Thank you so much, Pastor Sharon. That was great. Well, if you're a visitor this morning, I really want to encourage you as you leave the auditorium to collect a white little bag. There you'll find some details about the church. and We'd love to get to know you. Also, if you have children, can you please remember to collect them? They'd appreciate that. And if Activate Church is your church home, then we really encourage you to give generously in the giving stations. Can I pray God's blessing on you as you go uh, this morning? Father, I thank you for the incredible privilege, Lord, it is to be in your house. And I want to say thank you, Lord, for the privilege it is to be a son and a daughter of the living God. Father, may your praise be on our lips. May your praises come forward easily, I pray, as we leave two. 2016 and go into 2017. Lord, I pray bless every giver, bless every family represented here. And Father, we pray for the pantomime this evening. It'll be an incredible time together of celebrating and rejoicing on the most remarkable story of all, your coming in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.
God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Love to see you tonight, 7 p.m. Panamine. God bless.